Hello ladies and gentlemen, my name is Samuel 64 and welcome to the Robocast for the first of the two <coughs> World Series episodes of Robot Wars. Uh, I'm joined by a, a smattering of people from, you know, around YouTube and of course a competitor from the show itself. So from the from the depths of toy reviews and everything else to do with, you know, Robot Wars and general nerdy goodness, Vote Saxo 7 finally on the Robocast, it has to be said. Welcome, my good sir. Thank you so much for having me, and hello YouTube viewers and random Robot Wars fans. Of course, had to be done, had to be done. Uh, joining us as well is, uh, from the, the Heap of Games channel, Adam. Welcome. Hello everybody, this is A Heap of Games. Happy New Year to all. Of course. And finally, our guest from one of the teams in, the, in the, this week's episode. Introduce yourself, my man. Hello, I'm Dave from Apollo. Team UK's captain. Um... I have to ask, how how were the teams selected for the uh, internationals? Was it, was it sort of like uh, a smattering of who who volunteered or who fancied another go in the arena? Uh, no, uh, they asked a couple of teams before filming commenced, uh, mm. just around about the same time they were picking uh, who was going to go in the series. Yeah, uh, we got a phone call to say that they were looking at doing this type of international thing. Would be interested in being a captain. Um, and if we could put forward some names that we'd like to be on our team. I have to say, your team is pretty stacked. <laughs> it, is, it is, you know, a very good selection. I mean, let's, let's talk, you know, about your, your, your selection. Obviously, Gabriel 2, obvious choice, because it's, it's indestructible, really, isn't it? Apart from that one fight, but we'll get to that later on. I mean, was, was Gabriel always a choice that you, you wanted in there? Uh, yeah, Gabriel was uh, a great choice just because it's something different. We like to have something different. We could have picked a variety of robots, but out of, the, out of all the robots in Robot Wars, Gabriel is very, very unique. So, uh, And it's also great to bring the kids onto the show. It just yeah. brings a completely different character to the team. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, it was a, a good selection to have them. Uh, and Terahertz is always just great fun. We always get along with John, and uh, it's still one of... Uh, Mine and Alan's favourite robots, Terrorhurts, to bring along. And uh, Sabretooth, we thought, after uh, beating them in the series, we thought we'd ask them along to <laughs> offer it. Uh, and especially in this year, we've always been good friends with Gabe and Rob and Al anyway, but uh, even more so this year, during the filming, uh, the group of us did a lot together, so uh, it was quite good to be teammates with them. No, no, no uh, ask for push, push to exit? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if you watched episode five, but uh, <laughs> that was pretty much ruined us in the first round. Yeah. But I assure you, if Push Exit was lucky enough to be chosen for this wonderful episode, it would have definitely been called Push to Brexit. Uh, oh, either that, or we would have made another stupid pun about it at some point. I, so, it, it Dave, you well. dodged a bullet there, mate. <laughs> the UK thing. And besides, we would have been re representing Ireland anyway. Come on. I'll say there's, there's more. It's more of an Irish contingent on that team now, but um, obviously we'll, we'll get on to the the international machines. Uh, I think we'll, we'll get the most obvious returning out of the way. Deator, what a! It's it, it's nice to see Peter Edmund back. I mean, obviously, I'm sure all of us grew up essentially watching the show, and obviously Deator was a big part of that. As much as it wasn't, you know, the, the dangerous robots like you know you hit the discs, etc. Deator is absolutely a fan favourite, and for good reason, because they're, they're just great fun. <laughs> yeah, it's the showmans. When we found out that they were going to be on the show, we knew it was going to be an excellent episode, regardless of what would happen in the arena. Um, it's, it's a shame Zulu couldn't make it over as well, but Pete Rebbins always been the uh, 
the main heart behind that team and does a great job. So, yeah, it's fantastic to see Dio talk back. Yeah, yeah um, Pete's an absolutely amazing guy. Like, I've met him a couple of times over the years. He always sits down and makes time for you. Um, and when I first spoke to him, I think it was 2013 now I, I first met him, mm. uh, the, the first thing I asked him was, if Robot Wars ever came back, would you want to be involved in it? And he was jumping at the chance. So it's excellent to actually oh, see him. With I, all rem- that promise. I remember watching that video of yours years and years and years ago. Like, it's nice to have seen it full, come full circle. And he's actually come back and he's been able to compete. Um, I have to say as well, the international contingent, you know, a lot, there's an, obviously in the past, you know, the international teams in, in Royal Wars that have been selected for Robot Wars, for example, uh, like the World Championships, etc., haven't always been that competitive. This time it wasn't necessarily the case. Cobra, you know, clearly was very competitive. Tomahawk as well. And Rabid M8, obviously, as much as it is ultimately uh, D from Battle of the Stars, it, it, it surprised quite a few people, I think. Yeah, it's a competitive robot, and um, once those lads got... All the teams had, obviously, was it parts of it were from a stock robot, but mm. all the teams got enough time to make it their own, whether it be completely update it or completely change it. Um, it might just resemble the same chassis, but they've uh, put their own mark on it, and yeah, it, it turned out to be quite a good robot. Mm. I'm going to come to Adam here. Um, who, who did you uh, like quite, quite enjoy watching this episode in terms of like the international machines? Who, who would you have liked to have seen possibly from, from elsewhere well i think the the main draw for me for this episode was the return of deator not only because i like deator as a robot and i've always enjoyed watching that one but it, it brought about a link between this series and the old um the old bbc series of robot wars uh, for the first time i think ever in the new run we've got clips from the previous run yeah that was, that at was, least that at was least a, five times yeah that was, that was a really good thing I, i've I think a lot of people, particularly the fans online, have been asking, you know, why can't they just reference the old show? They've finally done it, which I think is a big, big turning point. But, uh, and, and battle music as well. Oh, my God. I, I, <laughs> I didn't even what, notice I, it. <laughs> no, I, got, I didn't notice it until I watched Stephen's review earlier today and he mentioned it. I was like, really? So I went back and watched the Apollo Deator fight. I was like, oh, yeah, there is some. It's almost like tribal drums going on in the background. I absolutely um, love that, yeah. though. Like, I think it's it's employed really well because... I think the whole reason why they didn't want to have the battle music in the current series is that it, it distracts from the organic noise made in the arena. Yeah. So I think they've employed it so perfectly where it's subtle enough and it's not too distracting enough, but it still adds so much personality to the fights, like even on a subconscious level. Yeah. It's gone for a sort of safe middle ground where it's, it's not like the uh, heavy rock and roll stuff they used to play. It's just a drum beat, so you yeah. don't have any of that extra pitchy tonal stuff it's just drums it's like a nice bit of extra character Not, nothing too major but it's just, it's just there um, I suppose we better get on to the fights obviously Dave you were first in the arena with, with Cobra and uh, Tomahawk and obviously your teammate was Gabriel this seemed quite it didn't quite go your way initially I think Cobra was proving very difficult uh, yeah so there was a couple of things that actually didn't help us in this fight mm-hmm. um, so because there was actually a couple of days in between filming the main series and this series, we decided that we um, we ground the entire robot down, uh, down to the bare metal, then resprayed it to make it look pretty much brand new. And we also readjusted the flipper tip. We put a brand new flipper tip on it. Mm-hmm. And um, Callum, the chap who was welding underneath, we didn't realise to put a massive, huge blob of weld underneath the flipper foot. And we didn't uh... realise the arena. And so the flipper's running about a centimetre off the ground. And we're like, 
Ah, oh, it's a bit too late to do anything about that now. Mm. Um, and in the 10-way fight, we took damage to one of our motors from Sabretooth. Mm -hmm. um, so we had the new Amplo motors, uh, which is what gives us all the new speed and power. Uh, because those motors are bloody expensive, we didn't have any spares. So we decided for the International to drop back to the Bosch 750s, which took us down to old speed Apollo. So that's why it's a bit sluggish in this uh, in the international episode because hmm. we've gone back to old motors. Uh -huh. uh, so yeah, it, it was a bit harder to keep up with them uh, and harder to get under them. And it's a very good robot Cobra anyway, so it's a very challenging robot to fight. I think that you know a lot of people we we saw Cobra in the um, in the you know series nine and we didn't really get to see what it could do because obviously it had a very tough opening round. And I think a lot of people's eyes have been opened just to how you know strong. Cobra's obviously it's been running for years on the live circuit they've got a lot of practice in but it really came into its own I think you know in this fight and obviously we'll get to the one later where it had it's, it's scrapped with Sabretooth which I thought was excellent you know it really did show a great deal of of poise and finesse to be yeah. fair it, it did well in series in the battle it had in series 9 against uh, it was Behemoth and I forget who the other I two think, were I think it was Eruption and Hobgoblin I want to say it was impressive, and yeah. I think it was actually quite unfortunate not to get through on the judge's decision. But yeah, you see, the potential it has, it's, it's a push spot, essentially. Yeah. It's, it's pretty bloody good at it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, um, Gabriel as well, its fight with Tomahawk was, was really good fun, especially the bit where like, the sword and the axe got locked together and just started flinging it all over the place. I thought that was real good fun. Um, and obviously, Dave had to go for the house robots. It's just a how do you, you know, is that always a thought in your mind? Any fight that you go into, is there room for a go at the house robots? Or is it just at this point, just wait and see what happens? Uh, well, no, we notice. You see it even more, actually. If you watch the fight back, every time we moved, Dead Metal went for us. <laughs> Three other robots in that arena that didn't get touched. And Dead Metal really had it for us in that fight. Uh, I don't know. I have no idea why he might have a thing. I have no idea. He's never done anything wrong to him. Um, so, and it came to a point where I think we were a bit slow on doing a, a, a handover in terms of tagging teammates. And at that point, all four robots were in the arena. And I think Dead Metal thought, oh, hang on, they're breaking the rules here. None of that. <laughs> but, oh, no, if you're going to have a pop at us, we're going to have a, a pop back at you. And then, yeah, a bit later on in the fight, um, we just went, oh, sod it, turn it into a four-way fight. And then... Yeah, we flip over the uh, over dead metal, and I can just—I'm ashamed they didn't show it because it was quite funny. As um, as soon as we flip it over, you just hear Marco from uh, Cobra just go, "Get the house robots!" <laughs> <laughs> um, and he's kind of trying—he's then trying to push dead metal across the arena, but unfortunately got stuck underneath the arena flipper. I think at that point, mm. it was—it was—it was great entertainment. I think this this whole fight was was real good fun, and I think you know it was a nice way to just to kick things off. This whole episode was just. A laugh, really. It seemed like quite a laugh, and then, you know, this episode was um, quite surprised by this this first fight. It was it was quite good. Obviously, I really love yeah, the but... moment as well, where like just when Apollo went to flip dead metal, I think he ended up getting stuck under the floor flipper and turning over. And I think it was uh, Craig Calais turned around and said, "Go get dead metal, get dead metal." He <laughs> <laughs> was loving it, wasn't he? As well, I think, uh, obviously, Gabriel caused a lot of damage to um, dead metal before, hasn't it? So. Uh... You know, it would have been nice to see see him get. You know, it's always nice to see the house robots get taken on. Um, it's it's hard to imagine, but Gabriel too can cause some serious damage. I mean, even mm -hmm. Dave will know with um, Goliath, the house robot, in the live reviews. Like it's 
it's taken a few chunks out of its head over the past couple of years. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, the, the Gabriel Hammer comes down. It's, uh, there's a little chunk on the back of Apollo as well at the moment from uh, one of the live shows where it's just come down and hits hits the back perfectly. It's uh, and it's a hard robot to fight. Um, I think we've only gone against him twice, but you, Apollo just drives underneath him, flips, and doesn't really do much because it's so high. By the time the flip has gone up, it's travelled most of the way before it actually hits the robot. Mm. It's it's a it's a great design. I I know I, I love Gabriel to absolute pieces. You know, no disrespect to either of you know the two robots in this uh, call, but obviously uh, my favourite machine from the modern series is Gabriel because it's just so wacky and weird. It's great. It is it is Ooh. amazing fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. There's one occasion where I I didn't wasn't as entertained by Gabriel, and that was actually in this episode, which I'm sure we'll get onto in a bit, where it's in a fight with another Thwackbot. Hmm. But we'll get to that later. Obviously, um, yeah. Gabriel and uh, Apollo pr- pretty convincingly won that fight, but it was—I think it was closer than it seemed because it had Cobra not been turned over when it was, I think it would have been a lot tougher. But it is what it is. The second fight, honestly, I've, like, oh, like, oh. sorry, man, just before no, no, we continue, no, go on, no, go on. like, I was so shocked that this was a tag team match. They brought back the tag teams. Was was that always a, a concept as well, or was, or was uh, Dave, or was that uh, kind of a last-minute thing? Uh, no, it was always the concept. When they initially discussed it with us, um, they were trying to work out different ways that it would work. Um, but from the get-go, it was always going to be some sort of tag team competition and then turn it into one-on-ones. They explained it to me about six times on the phone, and I really didn't understand what they were doing. <laughs> just, um, just like, uh, okay, then. <laughs> there, was, there was just so many different ideas of it. Um, and at one point, Carbide was going to be in the episodes as well, but unfortunately, I think he took a bit too much damage in the main series to... Uh, make it into the episodes. Also, Dave, can you clear something up as well? Uh, I noticed, I think it was one of the floor spikes ended up coming out of the floor again in this fight. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, somebody, In fact, somebody's recently, about 10 minutes ago, just uh, tagged me in something going, was that Sakilalot's tank or something? But uh, no, yeah, one of the arena spikes fell out again. Mm. It's, it's the arena tends to break quite often. We, lo- we love the yeah. It has a character. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah character, yeah. That's, that's the we'll one. that. <laughs> Um, moving on, uh, the next fight is a bit more cut and dry. I think that's I think that's fair to say. Um, Terra hurts and Sabretooth kind of wailing on Deator and, and Rabbit, which is a bit of a shame, really, because we didn't really get to see a fight. I thought it was a pretty close battle, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was great, and you know I think it's kind of it kind of shows the golfing class between you know the, the stock robots that were given to um, and modified for this and. The full-on competitors for the main show—it's—it's—it's it's, it's a nice kind of. It shows just how much more advanced the machines in the main series are compared to those ones. I have to say that I—I I do like um, Terahertz's decal a lot, like a lot across the front. It looks really smart. <laughs> it shouldn't have been there. That was um, a very last-minute idea. Oh, really? uh, because you'll see in the very first fight that it's not there. All right. Uh, that's because that was filmed on one day and then we had a day off and John um, went early. I can't remember where John went. So we decided to abuse his robot and graffiti. <laughs> on but we covered it in tape and put a massive union flag over it in tape. And he thought that we'd spray painted it and we all kept sending photos. And he, he wasn't. There. And then he walked in the next day and went, oh, I actually quite liked it. I thought it was permanent. So we were like, oh, we'll spray it then. So I think Gabe <laughs> Sabretooth ended up doing it in the end. But... Um, he, he didn't want anything to do with it at first. He wasn't going to have a union flag on his robot. He, 
he didn't want to wear an Apollo jacket either. I had to uh, hide his jacket, his ski jacket, to get an Apollo jacket on him at one point. Oh dear. I, I, again, there's, there's ultimately, as we're so, you know, I like to go into detail with the fights. There's no point really going into detail with this one because there wasn't much of a fight. So uh, we'll, we'll move on. Obviously, it's those damn can't... removable links again. I it's... think Series 9 was um, the biggest culprit for removable links. Like, uh, that seems to be solved a bit in Series 10. But, yeah, um, in fairness, it wasn't too bad, was it, Series 10 for, for link failures? But, uh, oh, not at all. Not at all. I don't... Yeah. Was there actually any case of removable links coming out in Series 10? I don't remember. Um, I, can't, I can't think of any off the top of my head. But it's one of those issues I just wish would be solved by some mechanism or device someday, just so we don't have that happening again. Because it is a bit of a it, it is can cool. be a bit of a letdown. As soon as it happens to you once, you learn your lesson. That's what we did. Uh, we've now got something holding in a removable link, and they did the what? same on this. And both of these robots had uh, both admitted that they put the links in, and sometimes with the Anderson connectors, you push them in, but then you need to give them an extra little push till the click. Mm-hmm. What have you used? Uh, we've got a big Velcro strap around ours, and uh, I think Tietor and uh, Rubbermate used gaffer tape to hold them down in the end. I do. Uh, but And that's all it was. They just hadn't put the links in fully, so one hit on each one, um, and it was over and done. To the point where the, we, if there was enough time, I think they were looking at potentially even refilming this fight, just so oh, really? it was a bit exciting. But we, I think we ran out of time in the end. One of those things, you know, such as... Tietor was placed on fire. <laughs> you got a little bit of fire from Deator. Um Yeah, that's the first time in what, like, fifteen years we've finally seen Deator go on fire again. It was inevitable. Yeah, I have to ask one thing about this because I, th- I know from previous experience that um, nuts, the original nuts mini bots, meant to have fur on them. Why was Deator allowed and they weren't? And that's that's always one because that it's Deator. Because it's Deator. Awesome. This is this is a good point. Okay, that's that was a very stupid question. <laughs> also, another interesting point to make as well: the oh. last time we ever saw Deator was in a tag team fight in Extreme Two. Now, the first time we see new Deator is in a tag in team a fight. Fight. That's a... so I like that. I like that. That's a nice little bookend. No, no, yeah, that's. A... I didn't even realise that. Stephen, this is why you're here. This is, this yeah, is yeah to this provide is pointless here. trivia and facts <laughs> and nonsense. Not pointless. It was. And, and also the fact as well that they finally showed the fog of war being used to put out flames in the arena. I was like, because they used that for Rapid as well, didn't they? When um, they did, yeah. When Rapid exploded. Huh. There you go. Um, so Terahertz and Sabretooth wailed on Deator and Rabbit M. Is it Rabbit M8 or, M- or Mate? I like Mate. I don't really know, to be honest. I kept calling it Mate, but it's probably Rabbit Mate. Me. I think it works better. It sounds Rabbit. like something you, know, you say to your friend after he's done a particularly sick burn. Oh, that was rabid, mate. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm all over it. Rabid, mate. Um, uh, hashtag bans. Hashtag rabid, mate. <laughs> Moving on uh, to Cobra versus Sabretooth. This was excellent. I love this. Um, you know, it was nice to see, you know, a really good close scrap. And I think I'm, the only thing I'm a bit gutted about by is that, you know, the pit wasn't called in because I think... As much as I, you know, I don't mind a fight going to the judges, so on and so forth. Cobra was on top the whole fight; just ended it. You know what I mean? It was, it was one of those. Did anyone as, as well notice the fact that Cobra kept hitting the pit release, and nothing <laughs> happened? I think it hit the side of it. It didn't quite hit the tire. Either I, wrong. Or I, saw it. I was in the impression because I think everyone only gets one press, don't they? That's the... right. Yeah. Uh... Cobra got, and then that was it. Uh, so, so, they, so they got the one hit and they were, and they were thinking, oh yeah, we'll just get another one and then they obviously didn't. 
Yeah, so really, because in the uh, sorry to interrupt, in the ten way fight, Arnold just kept hitting the pit tar, and it kept triggering oh, no, the I... war and stuff. I know his flipper wasn't working. I don't think he had much much choice really yeah. for it. I think oh, yeah, but it still triggered it. In fairness, I think yeah. in that fight it was just so confusing that. Yeah, the, 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 the rules are there are no rules. <laughs> there are no rules. <laughs> Unfortunately, it is a, a poor person who has to sit in a control room staring at that tyre to see when somebody hits it. <laughs> he probably, in that turn way, completely lost track and just went, yeah, go go for it now, and just press the button. Listen, it's probably not what you want to look at when there's robots exploding left, right, and centre. You've got to watch a tyre at the side <laughs> of the ring. <laughs> list, list of five jobs you never wanted, Robot Wars, tyre guy. <laughs> And then roll a dice to decide if if the pit's going to open, if it's going to be Rogue House Robot, or if it's going to be the Fog of War. Uh, dear. But it, it was it was a great fight, and I think you know, Sabretooth seemed to. I think was it a weapon belt that came off in the end that, that caused them uh, to to go out, or to lose uh, to, to lose their weapon at least. Oh, fair enough then. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think there's there much more to add to to this fight. I mean, it was. As I said, it was, it was nice to see one of the international teams really give it to the British box. Like I said, you don't normally see that in the international shows of, of Robot Wars past, do you, really? Yeah, Cobra was absolutely relentless in this. And I absolutely loved where they timed it perfectly. Uh, as Sabretooth were gyro dancing on their side, Cobra came in and said, Nope! And it was like almost flicking them into Sir Kill a lot. Mm. It, was, it, was, it was a really good display of driving throughout, wasn't it, from, from Marco? Oh, it was fantastic. Is there, is there still going to be the um, every robot has to have a, an active weapon rule? I think it's I think it's yeah. allowed the because um, the the, yeah, the wedge was attached to it, but the, I think the wedge was attached to it, so it was like a lifter, wasn't it? I think or something along those lines. Oh, was lines. it a lifter? Yeah, because yeah. that robot works best Four, as just foot. a ramming wedge, I think. Go on, David. No, it? Go on. The, the claw uh, can also attach into the lift onto the shovel, so uh, it can either take the claw or turn into a, a hydraulic shovel or you. Uh, I don't know if it's hydraulic or an actuator. All right. One of those things. <laughs> um, moving on, after Sabretooth gets, you know, sent to wherever, um, Terahertz and Tomahawk, the two axes going head to head. It was quite nice again because a, lo- a lot of old th- you know, clips and such were used in this, in this. It was nice to see um, a nice little still of John, John Reed in, the, I think it was the Sixth Wars pits or something like that. And I think it was, you know, it was, it was really quite cool to see some of the old footage come out again. Um, I know, they're stealing my job. They're taking work <laughs> away from me now. Because that's the only reason why people watch my videos was to go, oh, what if he's going to show some classic clips? Oh, yeah, now Robot Wars is actually doing it. Thanks for that one, guys. I absolutely loved the foreshadowing in this one where John Reed said he wants to snap off the axe. And you great. knew at that point it was going to happen. Yeah, And that was brilliant. Absolutely. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past John Reed having the ability to see into the future by this point. Well, he, as, as some of the people oh, say, yeah, did, did say he's been around since 1066, so who knows. <laughs> but um, I have to say as well, um, this, this fight was really good fun. And I really liked, um, I can't remember the, the lady's name who's, who controls Tomahawk, but uh, her just snapping at Peter Redmond. That was, <laughs> that was fantastic. No, you don't disrespect Pete Redmond like that woman. What are you doing? <laughs> he's a legend. It was just so great the way she just turned him like, no more. <laughs> Backseat driver. And obviously, uh, go on. Sorry. Tomahawk's big problem is that it's so inaccurate. I don't think it landed a single blow throughout think, the entire episode. I think it's it's very narrow. I think as well that doesn't yeah. doesn't help it. I mean, you know, Terrorhurst is very wide. He can kind of catch people at a nice angle, whereas 
Tom Hawk, it is very, very much straight on. You have to hit them straight on. Um, Were Tom Hawk um, suffering any drive issues or anything like that? Because even in the first round fight, I noticed whenever they were tagged, they just drove straight forward into dead metal. Uh, I don't think they were having any problems. I think it, they were just uh, they're relatively new to the driving, so I think they were just having uh, difficulties driving. And it is quite a tricky surface to drive on, especially a robot that the, the back end of their robot skids out. Uh, and that steel floor is like driving on ice at points. So it can it be was, quite... It was quite amusing seeing Tom will get tagged and instantly just drive straight on into dead metal and get attacked. That, <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was good fun. So we've actually been joined uh, mid, midway through by uh, Craig Collius of the Team Saint and Gabriel team. Hello, mate. Hello. Sorry I'm a bit late. Uh, T was a bit late, and uh, one thing led to another, and uh, I, I couldn't actually couldn't actually get to talk to you guys in time. But uh, I'm really glad I'm being able to join your chat now. No problem at all. Um, we've just actually come on to, conveniently enough, uh, Rabbit M8 and, and Gabriel. Why don't you uh, talk us through that one? Oh, the scars are still fairly raw on that one. Uh, it was, it's one of those things that when we actually realised that we were going to be fighting um, a thwack bot with a, uh, an axle bot, we thought, oh, this could this this could be um, this could be difficult um, because both machines, uh, both our machines and theirs, have to actually sort of like spin the body round to actually sort of work oh. and. Uh, so we're, we're, we're hitting a, a, a fairly fast-moving target with a, a robot that's very difficult to aim accurately. And so uh, we, we were kind of hoping we'd actually be up against that four-wheel drive thing. Um, what's it called again? <laughs> Cobra. Cobra, that's the one, yes. The Cobra. I, I something, keep something, nice and, something nice and flat for you to get a load of good hits on. Yeah, nice, nice big flat top on it that we could just belt. And Cobra and, wouldn't uh, be able to get hit on you, really. That's right. You know, we we just actually uh, one thing that perhaps people don't realize is the Cobra team had actually thought we would be fighting them. And they had sort of um, made up some anti-Gabriel frame to go on top of their robot to try and to try and make it hard for us. Anti-Gabriel frame. Yeah. Sort of a, a desanctifier, I think. Uh, Craig Danby I like calls them. I like that. <laughs> that's, a, that's a nice term. Yeah, he's he's very good. At, very creative, is Craig. Um, yeah, with regards to uh, the fight, we actually had problems almost from the start with this one. Um, we what what the problem that we had was um, that we had a, a, a niggling fault. Um, if you actually watch us in the first fight with Apollo, you'll see we're actually moving fairly slowly and a bit sluggish. Mm. And um, at the end of the fight, if you actually look where they actually everyone was shaking hands, you'll actually see me with the transmitter sort of driving the thing around because I was actually trying to figure out what the heck was going wrong with it mm. um, because it was incredibly slow. Um, mm which was really frustrating. Um, so we actually sort of stripped everything down and checked everything between the two fights, and there was nothing. We couldn't see any, any faults at all. Everything seemed to be working well. Uh, but, of course, you can't test it under load. You can only sort of do so many tests on the bench and so many tests in the uh, uh, practice arena. So we thought it was probably the batteries that were causing us grief. So what we did was basically bump up the cell count from uh, seven to about nine, um, and hoped we thought the idea was this is the last fight that we are having on this filming session anyway. So if it, if it breaks, it breaks. 
But uh, we want to actually put on a half-decent sort of show, and we were a bit disappointed on how Gabriel went in the first fight. So we went in with that, thinking that uh, the batteries were breaking down under combat conditions. Put the new batteries in, bang it in the arena and see how it goes. And it was not too bad for the first bit. And then suddenly we, what we found was um, that the, the keyway, there's a, a, a key, which is basically a rectangular piece of steel that connects the sprocket to the output shaft on the gearbox. And we'd actually completely sheared that off. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and that was a problem because we actually lost drive on one side. Now, bless him, Toby uh, just kept on going in, <laughs> kept on going anyway. Yeah. And um, because the wheel had actually, the driver failed, freewheel in effect, it meant that we could, we, we weren't sort of in that situation like Eruption and um, PP3D were, where they just sort of span around on their, their own circumference, as it were. We could sort of, by going forward and backwards very quickly, traverse across the arena. But then we were sort of basically beating the floor to death because we were trying to hit this, hit this moving target that was really hard to hit anyway with a robot that only had one, one wheel that worked. Uh, so we were kind of like on a hiding to nothing. At this point, I think um, they, uh, the other team uh, realized and hit the pit button or something. Anyway, um, then Shunt decided to come in and join the party. Uh, and, you know, basically there was a third of a ton of robot driving us to the side, beating seven bells out of us as best they could. And uh, Toby was there thinking, well, I either just sit there and take it or I sort of try and hit them back. So he was there with one wheel working, trying to hit Shunt as Shunt was trying to hit us. And that went on for a, a seemed like forever. Um, and then when Shunt actually then pushed us back in, out of the way and into the uh, um, arena, back into the arena everything suddenly went into slow motion and what we i figured by that point was we basically cooked the only drive motor that was working um and everything was arcing inside it was sort of a bit like a lightning show inside the robot i think and um then basically everything started to go really slow toby said dad you know the, the robot's going really really slowly i said i said to him well just keep driving uh this way this way, we're probably going to lose the fight, but at least we won't lose by a knockout, and that's an extra point to our team. Mm. Uh, and so that cost me a speed controller, uh. which, I was, which I was a bit sad about. But um, you know, you, you, if you're in a team, if you're in a team situation, you do what you can to actually. If you if you're going to lose, you lose as lightly as you can, you know. And we got to that kind of a stage. Um, I don't really know why it all went wrong. I have a feeling it may have been after uh, the fight with Aftershock, something actually weakened, something actually dislodged. Um, the, um, the You have uh, brushes. Uh, these are carbon blocks that actually transmit the electricity to the, the, the spinny bit on the motor, the commutator. Yeah. And uh, I have a feeling something jammed up in there because... Uh, normally what happens is that, I'm, I mean, we've had this, those motors in, they were in the first Gabriel in Series 8, yeah. and they've done loads and loads of fights and hardly worn out at all. Uh, and um, in that one fight, I think we got through half of the material on the carbon brushes. Oh, we wow. just literally burnt them, burnt them completely out. Because we got these fancy speed controllers, these VEX speed controllers, uh, unlike everybody else, we actually had to pay for them. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, one wants to, 
No one wants to sponsor the pig, do they, really? You know what I mean? Vex, if you're listening, uh, give give this man a sponsorship. Come on. <laughs> Cut me some slack, well, mate. I, I think yeah. in all fairness, after the carbide fight, hopefully a couple of sponsors will start taking notice. I was, was going to say, surely this series has done you a lot of favours in terms of, like, rooting out people to, to give you parts of your machine. <laughs> you know, yeah. You'd like to think so, wouldn't you? <laughs> It would be really nice, but I have to say the phone's been notoriously quiet. <laughs> but I've been doing this for 10 years on the live circuit, and, I, I you know, I, I do it for free. So, um, you know, I, it's not a problem for me. Uh, I, it's one of those things that... Um, I, team, it's one of those things that, uh, I mean, I am the the financier of Team Gabriel, you know. I mean, the others are kids. I have to finance them too. So, you know... Uh, <laughs> So you know we're a we're a low budget team. Uh, to give you an idea, you know the the plastic is actually cut using a jigsaw I got from Argos, and um, you know the the uh, the two mag motors that I actually had in Gabriel uh, I bought uh, by selling one of the walkers that I had. You know, so um, you know it's we're a fairly low budget team, um, and uh, so you know that. But that's okay. At the end of the day. Um, the, the you get these you get some of the guys who spend you know a lot of money on the robots and you get other guys who like uh, Rory Mangles who seems to be able to build a fantastic you know carbide killing machine with uh, two and two and six and then you got guys like me somewhere in the middle who you know have to spend uh, a, about a grand grand and a half maybe two grand on a robot and uh, that's fine you know I have to say that's, that's uh, as you know. A podcast that isn't normally known for its amazing explanations. That was beautiful. Thank you for that. <laughs> that was incredible. Um, yeah, I, I mean, is there anything more to add to that? That was that was great. Oh, I'm going to start. Sorry for calling you a wimp, Craig, as well. Sorry about that. <laughs> when did you call me a wimp? Uh, in the um, interview that started with Toby, I'm like, oh, no, I called you soft. That was it. Soft. Well, I, I am a soft sort of a guy. I mean, let's face it. Uh, I, I'm not your, you know, I'm not your blood gargling sort of uh, barbarian, really, am I? You <laughs> I know, know, I actually, I, I actually suggested uh, a Bach cello concerto for the the battle music. You know, that's that doesn't really necessarily go with, uh, you know. That might have been quite entertaining, though. <laughs> I don't like. Cello concertos are really nice, actually. I, the mellow cello, I call them. <laughs> um, anyway, I think that was really nice. I think, you know, the fight between Rabbit and Gabriel was, I, I thought, really quite entertaining. I thought it was, it was good fun. And, uh, you know, it was, it was nice to see. You know, as much as, you know, having two thwackbots against each other is kind of a bit unusual. I think it was actually turned out quite all right in the end. It wasn't too, you know, you know it, was, it was entertaining, at least. And that's, that's the main thing. Um, I, yeah. One of the things yeah. that I did... Sorry. I th- one of the things that I really did love about this episode and this fight in particular is seeing the discussion of tactics in the pits, and it really showed how clever both sides of the competition were, and all the teams were as well. Hmm. Because even though they look similar, they're very they're a very different design of um, Thwackbot and Axelbot, where Gabriel has the vertical attack coming up and down, whereas uh, Rabid Mate has the, um, the the horizontal sort of spin. So it was interesting to see the employment of tactics that worked so well in terms of the design of both machines, 
because mm. you had Rabbit M8 going in a constant spin, trying to knock the tread off of Gabriel's wheels. But then you had Gabriel with the pointy bit of um, the actual axe coming up and down, trying to puncture the pneumatic tires on Rabbit M8. I really appreciated that. Mm. I also have to give a big yeah. shout out to the uh, the Rabbit team as well because I think. I think their only machine was this one was a was that featherweight, wasn't it? The of the, of the same name, I believe. See, you you found that one, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I, I found that one. Thanks, Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I think it's 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 amazing how well they did, considering it's a completely different concept of machine, and you know, they they I think they really did quite well. So a big shout out to those guys for for putting on a good show. Absolutely. I have to say, I think their uh, driving skills were exemplary and uh, I'm looking forward actually for them coming back sometime and uh, having another go. It'd be great to see them again. They're great guys. Anyway, we'll move on to the, uh, the final fight of the night. But before we do that, obviously, we've asked everyone else, we'll ask Craig Wallace here, what, what are your favourite memories of, uh, of Deer Tour? <laughs> Deer Tour? Uh, uh, mainly the, the team behind the robot. Uh, pretty, pretty much. They're they're just such a. I, I've met um, either. I, I met, of course, the guy that was doing the uh, the um, show this time. But I've, I've met the, a couple of the other guys, sort of uh, on and off, when I went to one time to uh, Ireland to do the Dublin thing. Mm-hmm. And the the team are just that. All of the team and all, all all the Irish competitors seem such really really nice guys. And um, uh, so for me, my uh, it's it's that that's the, the the big thing for me is the fact that they they have such an upbeat kind of an attitude towards things in as much that yeah they 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 have a good time but they also like to actually compete as well as they possibly can with what they've got and I think that just pretty much sums up what we try and do. I think I think as well it was it was a good parallel because I think as you know. In terms of from from my perspective at least, you know, Apollo kind of mirror that, you know, not not necessarily mm. taking the the show seriously, but like <clears throat> but like we'll turn up and have a, and have a laugh, and and if you win, hey, you know, it's great. If you don't, it's not That's too fine. it's not too bad. And I think you know having Apollo versus Deus was quite a nice parallel of the of the two runs of the show. Um, Dave, what, were, were you a bit afraid of that? I, I know a lot of people have said online that that disc is quite nasty. Were, were you afraid of that disc? <laughs> Yeah, very much so. We um, we know it's a very destructive disc, and luckily we kind of worked out the fact that if he hit us on the front, it wouldn't get us. But um, you never know what's going to happen if he gets around the back. To be honest, I was more scared of Pete as well, uh, <laughs> especially before the fight. There's a shot where um, I mean, they kept repeatedly using it. The shot of like me and Pete nose to nose. Um, I have to say, in, in that shot, you look like you're about to burst out laughing the whole way. I know. I was going to say, like, how long did it take before one of you cracked? Uh, I think that shot took about half an hour to film because we kept just acting like idiots. <laughs> because they were like, "Look serious to each other, serious." And then Pete would just look into my eyes and just go, "You're so beautiful." <laughs> I know. Uh, I and then waiting for someone to shout, "Kiss!" That was it. Were you there? <laughs> that happened. All the audience were all chanting, kiss, 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 kiss. Like that. So I just yeah, had to get have started that. The question then is, why didn't you? I think that would made good TV, that. Yeah, and that gives a whole new meaning to the term international relations. There you go, you see. Hey. There is a photo. Um, I think my brother took it from one of the preview monitors. Of, I, I can't remember if it's me licking his face or he licks my face or <laughs> one of those anyway. So I'm sure that will surface at some point. I have to say, that sounds gross. We've now got Deator and Apollo <laughs> fan fiction out there somewhere as well. I've oh, both of you now got a whole collection of red polka dot material. 
<laughs> oh, we, we've got plenty of that now. Everybody uh, stole a fair bit of that when it was available. Oh, um, dear God. Quest for red fur. Oh, let's not go there. <laughs> um, Dave, back to normality somewhat. Um, tactics, again, so you, obviously, you know, go front on to Deator and hopefully just try and break it was the idea then. Uh, no, the first tactic was get around the back of it and push it to the flame pit. Um, they did that themselves. By itself. <laughs> <laughs> well, they knew that was the tactic. Cause, uh, uh, but, yeah, we went to do it, and they were just like, oh, no, we're going there. I was like, oh, fine, then you do it. Um, so clearly they wanted to be on flame, in flames. Um, yeah, just try and keep your front to it. Keep away from that spinning disc as much as you can. Um, flip him around. There's a couple of times I've got him near the wall, but you don't want to flip him out of the arena. It's a bit boring. So um, just, yeah, try and make a, a flame ball fly. Uh, and then... Unfortunately, he got stuck. We were going to go nudge him down, and by that time, Dead Metal comes flying in again and gets the back of us, so we turned around. And, and, you, and you almost, almost got Killer Lot over. It's, it's, it's so tantalising that. I think, I can't remember, someone wrote somewhere on, on Facebook, I can't remember where it was, but it, the, show, the show has to continue until you flip, up, until you flip Killer Lot over. That's, that's, the, that's the parameters now, I think. You know. <laughs> I think that should be the last ever episode. Apollo versus Killer <laughs> I think that's the closest we've ever got. We got uh, we had a good tussle with him at, in the very first episode. Unfortunately, he didn't get shown. Mm. Um, but in that we, because we had the mag motors in it, we got underneath Killer Lot, and um, we realised we were able to actually just push Killer Lot with the new mags. Uh, unfortunately, for this episode, we didn't have the mag motors in because there is a still on Facebook somewhere of us uh, of the shot of where we've got Killer Lot up on its forty-five degree angle. Uh, if we'd had the mag motors in, then all we did have to do is drive forward, and it'd probably uh, toppled over because it's probably it's. I think it's just pretty much almost on that balance point. Yeah. Uh, I think Grant Cooper would disagree with me <laughs> from Facebook, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it was very close. Uh, we had a few flips on it, um, and then uh, got told to leave it alone. I also love the, the face that you're pulling as well in this fight. Very, oh, very oh. intense. <laughs> I hate it. There's a whole meme of that. Kind of <laughs> I have no idea. I do some stupid faces. And they've got a weird thing with my eyes this year as well. I keep noticing these close-up shots of my eyes all the time. It's uh, just the memories of checking all those DMs, mate. It's all those weird messages <laughs> that people send. If you could stop sending them, that I'd appreciate that as well. No, Take it no, all no. as a compliment. I'll keep sending them. <laughs> <laughs> Can I, does anyone know, going back to old flipping to kill a lot, how heavy is Circular now compared to Mr. Psycho of the old one? It's he- I think it's heavier than, than Mr. Psycho was. I think the Kilot's 750, I want to say. Yeah, that's right. It's near enough the same weight as Goliath. Goliath's probably <clears> actually <throat> a little bit heavier. Um, and they're very similar robots. They're built in a very similar way. Uh, and we've toppled Goliath over. So we know we can do it's, it. It's, it's doable. Yeah. It's, just, it's just doing it. <laughs> It's getting the opportunity. Uh, as soon as we go anywhere near it, they're very quick at backing off. As soon as you, you see us going near it, you can see those tracks are flailing to try and get away. Uh, <laughs> but um, so kill a lot of running scared. Never. It, it is quite good to know. I think it's one of the the first series um, or series eight, whatever you want to call it. Uh, there's a thing where we flip somebody over and kill up backs off into the corner. So it's it is quite good to know the house where was a, a little bit scared, and they'll always give us kill a lot. I don't know if you notice. Yeah, it, 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 I mean, it, it's 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 building up quite nicely for you to for you to do it. It's just again getting the chance to do it. 
this is it. They don't want to damage the house robots too much. They are very expensive things, so we do appreciate yeah. that as well. Yeah. Uh, so if, putting to kill lot in does make a lot of sense. It's the same when big spinners are in. They'll always put kill a lot and shunt in there because they can take the beating. Uh-huh. Uh, so to be honest, I think if Carbide went into the back of Matilda, the arena would just be full of uh, fibreglass <laughs> dust. I think <laughs> so. It'd be a nuclear uh, explosion. If they, just, if they, that'd if just bring back yeah. painful memories. It would. <laughs> But it's just, it is always annoying. Every time we go into the arena, the incomes kill a lot once again. And we're like, I suppose that this was going to be the last, uh, it was the last fight for us. And you don't know how long it's going to be until we get the next chance. So we thought, we might as well have a go. And it, was, it was a great way to, to end the episode, really. You know, I think, I think you've said multiple times on you know various social medias, you had a lot of fun doing this. And I think, it showed, you know, I think all the teams really enjoyed just having a laugh. And it wasn't necessarily ultra, ultra serious. It was just, you know, trying to see who could smash each other up the most. And I think it was a really good laugh. I think that came across quite nicely, really, for, from my point of view anyway. Um, yeah, it was definitely, uh, obviously, we had better luck in this than the main series. But even going back to Series 8, I think we had more fun doing this. There was less pressure. It was good fun. We were all there just having a like. It was a bit like panto almost kind of thing. And mm. um, there was a qu- there's quite a lot that got edited out, which I can appreciate because uh, I decided to get as much dirty innuendos in my interview <laughs> to the point of we do all the uh, team talks at the start of every match. Mm. The reason you don't see hardly any of mine is probably because I can't use any of them. <laughs> <because> <laughs> I'm there uh, telling John Reed to get his chopper out and smash him in from the back and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Things like that. Uh, yeah, I'm not surprised that didn't make it. I want, a, I want a raw cut of this episode from the BBC. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was just going to say, like, I'm, a, I'm so amazed that we're able to actually show any footage of you talking to Gabe and John Reed. There was yeah, a, how did you do that? that me Gabe, anything me and Gabe said to each other was uh, horrendous. Um, there was one point with, uh, no offence to you, uh, I have a dig at the Irish <laughs> as well. <laughs> that's okay. We're the world's laughing stock. That's fine. But I can't remember which episode. Uh, oh, it would have been the same uh, <clears throat> fight. And they say who the judges chose. Um, I decided to go, I, I'm not having this. And Dara, Dara's looking a bit confused, going, uh, why? And I was like, because you're Irish. She's Irish. The head Irish. judge is Irish. <laughs> it's an Irish team captain. And I just went, I'm doing a beer moth and walking out of here. And I just stormed <laughs> up out of the arena. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> it didn't make the cut. You would have been an internet sensation, Dave. What, what could have happened? Oh, dear. Um, and I think Gabe uh, clicks his fingers and goes, I'm calling Shade, and walks off out of the arena following me as well. But... <laughs> uh, I, really, I really want a raw episode of this. Like, uncut. World Series <laughs> good episode. Good after, after 10 o'clock. <laughs> Uh, make it happen, BBC. Let's have it. Out. Let's have it out there. Oh, brilliant. Anyway, that pretty much sums up the World Series episode of Rote Wars, uh, the first one at least. There's another one next week. Um, thank you all very much for taking time out of your respective days to to come and chat about it. It's it's been great having you all on. Thank you so much. Oh, that's okay. I have no life thank anyway. <laughs> anyway, I've been Samuel at sixty four, and I will see you next week for the second episode of the World Series of Robot Wars. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, mate. It was hashtag rabbit.